Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. In today's show, we're interviewing Nicole Holland. Named in the Huffington Post as one of 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017, interviewed on over 100 trending podcasts, and featured in publications such as Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine, Nicole Holland provides podcast publicity services, training, and coaching to disruptors, innovators, thought leaders, and change makers looking to increase their brand recognition, credibility, and profitability. We often talk about your thinking in your life, your business, and your financial life. And choosing the right mindset and then lining up your actions with your mindset will lead you to flourish. That's how you'll create a life you love and truly enjoy it and recalibrate your business to become a self-sustaining cash flow producing asset and be able to use it as a springboard to build time and money freedom. Now, that's why we here at The Money Advantage help business owners build time and money freedom using our three-step cash flow system to help you keep more of the money you make, secure and protect your money, and then turn it into more. But remember, wealth creation rests on the governing principle that dollars follow value. So today, we're going to unpack strategies to increase the value you provide. We'll take this entrepreneurial thinking down into the tactical and discuss ways to expand your relationships, uplevel your impact and influence, increase your contribution, and build a platform to serve more people with more value. So who is Nicole Holland? Well, after spending a majority of her career working with at-risk children and youth in roles ranging from advisor and coach to crisis support worker to foster parent to correctional officer, Nicole Holland decided to cut the cord and quit her stable government job at the end of 2014 after becoming disillusioned and frustrated working in the bureaucracy. Today, Nicole is known as the foremost expert on podcast guesting. Her podcast, The Nicole Holland Show, is a daily podcast aimed to inspire, educate, and entertain high-achieving business owners and entrepreneurs. In her business, Nicole helps disruptors, innovators, thought leaders, and changemakers increase their brand recognition, credibility, and profitability exponentially. Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. I'm Rachel Marshall, along with my co-host, Bruce Weiner. Good morning, Bruce. Good morning, Rachel. And um, we've hit a milestone here a little bit that we actually have an expert podcaster that's going to be on our podcast. Who would have ever thought? Absolutely. I am really excited for this conversation today. So today we have a special guest, Nicole Holland with us. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rachel. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Well, tell us first about who you were before podcasting, before entrepreneurship, before you were out serving thought leaders. What led you to branching out into entrepreneurship really in the first place? So I think I was always an entrepreneur. I just took a hiatus for a while, um, but I remember as a child just loving the concept of being able to do something in exchange for money. I loved money and I loved making people happy and I loved being creative and and not being told you have to do this, but being able to like have a wild imagination and figure out what it was and 
Uh, so I say that my first, even though I had like little odds, odd jobs that I'd go to the neighbors and, you know, uh, see if I could help them out for, for pay. Uh, my first entrepreneurial endeavor, I think, was when I was about eight years old. My father, he was a gardener and we had all of our own produce um, and always more than enough and always more than the neighbors needed. So my dad suggested that we bag up the cucumbers and tomatoes and all of the things and put it in my brother's red wagon. And that, yeah, we would sit up by the pool and we called it red wagon produce. And it was so much fun. My brother had no interest. He would be like going to the pool while I sat out there and I was taking orders from the parents going in about what they wanted on the way out. And I was taking the money. So I would say that was my first entrepreneurial endeavor. And I, even as I had jobs, I always had something kind of going on the side, whether it was vacation rental properties or whether it was um, coaching or massage. So I was a licensed massage therapist. I've, I've just oh, wow. done so many different things. Uh, just always trying to, oh, there was a time where I was making jewelry, like just to feed my creativity and that need for yeah, the entrepreneurial uh, juice, I guess. Well, I love that you shared that because I think entrepreneurship really does boil down to figuring out how do you find someone else's need and how do you become the solution to that and solve it in a way that's better than somebody else is already providing. So either it's cheaper, it's more convenient, it's better, it's quicker, faster, something that you're providing that value. And so I can see those, those buds early on through your life. So then you went through a time in corrections. So talk about um, your shift from being in corrections to really kind of owning your own business. And what steps did you take as you launched out into owning your own business? Before I answer this, I just want to put a disclaimer here to tell your listeners, I do not recommend (laughs) at all what I did. It was not it was not a smart path. It was, I felt like I was dying. And I think I was, I was so sick. The doctors couldn't figure out what was going on and I was getting sicker and sicker. Um, The longer I was in the system, I was at a facility. uh, Everything was fine really until I went to this particular facility. um, And I spent, I believe 13 months there in total and through that time, man, I everything was going wrong and nobody could explain it. And uh, months after I was done there, I was I I began treatment for lupus. But oh, I wow. feel like that job really did it to me. Um, it just took a lot out of me um, emotionally. In, in my integrity was challenged. Everything was challenged. Um, so for me, I had worked a, a horrible shift. Um, it was the worst, worst shift I've ever worked in my life. It was the evening or the night shift of 2013 turning into 2014. And I was in segregation um, with some pretty nasty folks. And um, it, was, it was a traumatic experience. Let's just put it like that. And that night, it was around... 2.30 in the morning, I think, where one of the sergeants was up with me in on the unit and 
I was just talking with him like human to human and asking him like how he got through these days and like how he's still doing what he's doing and all of that. And I just really knew this is not where I belong. It was like a final breaking point. And so I made a promise to myself and I, I told him and I said, I will not be here for the another, for another turn of the year. So my objective in 2014 is to make sure I can quit. And so, yeah, I wound up getting my, uh, my real estate, um, was it real estate salesperson, I think, because you can't call yourself, I can't call myself a realtor because I'm not a member anymore. Right. Um, but yeah, I got my license to uh, sell real estate and um, I just, I really wasn't into it. I really just wanted to get it for my own, my own self for my investments. Um, so, but I thought, well, at least if I, if I have this, I can get out, I can quit. Um, I had lost a lot of my confidence while working in the in the prison and in the jail, and sure. yeah, and so yeah, so I I was just looking for any out, and I was thinking, you know, what can I do for a job? Like, I forgot that I'm an entrepreneur. I forgot that I can create whatever I want. I felt really dependent on the paycheck, and so anyhow, the year went by and, you know, I had my Airbnbs and, um, and all of a sudden the schedule came out for the Christmas holiday time and into the new year. And sure enough, I was scheduled to work December 31st overnight shift of, uh, into 2015. Um, and it, I just realized, I realized I looked around and thought, I made this promise to myself and I don't have an income. Um, I don't have enough income coming in to sustain me. I don't have like all of my plans. You know, I was so sick that year. I was getting really bad, like to where I couldn't even walk upstairs and oh. to where my skin was like blistering all over the place. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Um, and so I thought, okay, if I quit right now, I don't know how I'm going to sustain myself. And wow. then I, over the next days, yeah, I just really sat with that. And I thought, I'm somebody that keeps my promises. I keep my commitments to people. But what I realized was I don't keep my commitments to myself. And I make That's exceptions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And oh, sure. I just wasn't willing to continue that path, that cycle. And so it was, I had nothing. I had no security. I'm not married. I don't have, you know, a benefactor. I don't, it's me. It's me. I had four properties at the time that I had to, you know, take care of um, and live. And, and here I'm like, I have to quit. So I did. It was just a leap of faith. And I put in my notice and officially, um, December 28th of 2014 was my last day as an officer. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. Honestly, I had no idea. But I knew that God had my back. I knew it would be figured out. And here we are today. So that's a fascinating story. And I think sometimes there is that 
um, it's not always that we're going towards something. It's some, sometimes that we're trying to escape something else that we don't want. And both of those are very powerful motivators. Um, and maybe you didn't do everything right, but you are here today now. So how did you then, you went to launching a podcast in the beginning, beginning of 2016. You're really helping to um, help people build these mutually beneficial relationships. Talk about the work that you're doing now and how podcasting was a huge part of that for you. Absolutely. And I know I went, I know I went long on my story. I just want to, I want to put something in to connect the dots here. I've always been a connector. I have always been somebody who loves getting people together because I see how they can help each other or I want to get people together. So it's fun and meaningful. And um, I just like making people happy, to be honest, in really powerful ways. And as early as um, when I was 13 years old, I got a citation from the state delegate and I was in all the newspapers for an intergenerational program event that I created. And it was just out of inspiration. Nobody taught me this stuff. It just always really came naturally to me. I had something called the senior prom where I had all of uh, the seniors that we volunteered with at the senior center near the school and the kids in the school and I organized this big event. It was really cool actually. It was awesome. It was awesome and it was just, it's something I always, it's a gift I was born with. It's always been what I've loved to do and so I, relationships matter to me and authentic relationships matter to me. And so when I quit my job, I, I was a coach, right? Like I'd already gone through coaching. I was, you know, I had my diploma in transformational life coaching. I was a licensed massage therapist and holistic practitioner. Um, and so I thought I am, I've, I've had practice, like I'm going to figure this out. I don't know anything about the internet and I am an absolute ghost. So before corrections where when you're a corrections officer, you're not advertising, hi, look at me, you know? Right. Right. You probably have to fly more under the radar. Absolutely. And you know, I'm I'm in a small town now and a small area where the criminals know my neighbors. And so some of the criminals are my neighbors, I guess. I don't know. Um, but so that was um, really scary that it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to put myself out there. Before I, was, uh, before I was doing corrections, I was doing crisis support and interventions with youth. I, I mean, I had cases where there were, um, just thinking about a case where there was a hit out on the kid that I was doing protection for because she was testifying against um, her pimp. And so I had oh. to like take her all around. Nobody could know where we were at except for my boss and the detective on the case. And so, I mean, that's the kind of crazy work I used to do for a for a number of years. And so I'm like, I do not use social media. I don't know anything about it. But I knew I needed to figure it out. So when I quit my job, enterprising entrepreneurial problem solving is present there. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm hearing maybe becoming true to yourself again, that authentic relationships mattering. Absolutely. But I didn't even realize it, that that was something that wasn't normal for people. It really has taken me years to kind of figure that out. So I figured, I, I learned everything I needed to learn. I was like, well, nobody's paying the bills. Let me figure it out. So I went online. I 
I started learning, learning, learning and applying what I learned and making lots and lots of mistakes and correcting and um, just seeking out the best people I could find. And one of the things that I was aware of that happened right before I quit my job as a CEO was I came across this thing called a summit and it was put on by Marisa Murgatroyd. It was the superhero summit for authors, speakers, and coaches. And it was the first like online thing I had ever seen. And I was like, oh my gosh, how neat is this? And I'm a coach and here's this free conference online. Like it was mind blowing. And I came across my first mentor there. And it's so funny because as we're recording this, I'm actually, I'm speaking with her later today, years later. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So yeah. Um, so I came across my first mentor there and I, I knew that that was something that was really powerful for me. So I thought after trying to do all the things people were telling me to do, and I paid so much money for all these programs promising results, um, I was like, I don't, I don't have to do this. Anything these people are saying, they're basically making me wrong. And I'm not an idiot, and I'm not wrong. What I need is to work with somebody who can see my gifts and graces and help me achieve my goals, my, the, the, my desired outcome. And so I fired all of my, you know, all the people that I had hired, all the programs I was doing, I quit um, and just said, you know what, I'm not, I'm not even, fo I'm just going to focus on me and I'm going to go inward and I'm going to ask, what do I want to do? What would feel really good and easy for me? And Summit. I thought, this is amazing. I want to help people who are where I am right now or before now. So maybe they're thinking about starting their own thing or what have you. And P.S. Marketing was my very first career a million years ago. Oh, interesting. So, okay. yeah. So, I mean, I applied a lot of principles from the offline space and I was a big fan of guerrilla marketing and, and out of the box thinking. And so, um, so I thought, let me, cause all these people are searching and seeking and, and feeling like they're, they're being sold snake oil. Let me find 30 of the best people I can find on 30 different topics. Because I found that one thing that frustrated me as I looked into summit is that oftentimes the goal is to overwhelm you actually is to overwhelm the free audience to make them buy. And I just thought that's so dirty. So sure. I, I wanted to provide huge value to anybody, give them access and uh, to the best. And if they chose to go further, that's their choice. But I wasn't worried about the money. I wanted to impact lives. And so the Business Building Rockstar Summit was born 2015, uh, November 1st. It was the first of three annual summits that I ran. Um, and I knew about this thing called podcasting just from my research. Oh, okay. I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't have an app. I didn't know anything about it, but I had 30 topics and I wanted one speaker per topic so that my audience didn't get overwhelmed and they could pick and choose and say, oh, this sounds really interesting to me. I'm going to tune in for this or this sounds interesting to me. So we had one speaker per day. We had one topic per 
speak like one speaker spoke on a topic and I expected them to give away their best advice in an actionable takeaway kind of way and okay. offer something yeah offer something free and it was so amazing but the dilemma was nobody knew who I was I had no credibility so how did I overcome that how did I find and book the best people some of the best people in their industries to say yes to doing this and giving. So how did you? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I used just again going back to that creativity and the desire to have authentic and meaningful relationships. And I thought, what would I need if I were in those shoes, in their shoes? What would I need to hear or experience in order to say yes? And so I just did my research on each person that I wanted, and then I approached them in the way that I thought they would appreciate. And basically, and I, I had put together a document to um, identifying what my ask was and what I did not expect. And um, yeah, so I, I reached out personally, sometimes by sending a video, Sometimes by sending an email, sometimes by, you know, sending a card. And I also had purchased some programs just to get these people, just to get myself on these people's radars. Um, and that was huge. All of it worked, but this one was huge. So a man by the name of John Corcoran, who's now a dear friend, uh, he was doing a webinar that I came across from... Another dear friend whose name is Nick Loper. He has um, Side Hustle Nation for his podcast. And I came across Nick because, as I said before, I always did these side hustles. And when I first started my business, I thought that's who I should coach, people who want to have side hustles. Okay. And so I was looking up, you know, all the domains and all of that stuff. And so I came across him. I got on his list. I loved what he shared. He hosted a webinar called connecting, um, how to connect with influencers. And I was like, perfect. That's what I need to do for my summit. The gentleman, John Corcoran ran it and there was an option to buy the higher ticket program to get one phone call with him for 30 minutes or 20 minutes, I think it was. And I was like, that's all I need to know. I want to get him on the phone. I don't care about the program. And so I bought the program with that and that's, you know, I know you talk about investing in your business, investing in yourself. And so this is one example of how I've done that successfully. And so I got on the call with him and I said, um, you know, he wanted to know how he could help me with the program, how, how I'm enjoying it. And I was just very transparent and honest. I said, honestly, I haven't even gone through it. I, I started, but it's, it's not the program that I wanted. It's the time with you. So can I tell you about how I'd love your support? And he's like, absolutely. So I told him, I'm going to do the summit. I've got these people on board. And I would love to have you on board to teach about connecting with influencers. Essentially, what do you say? And he was in. And then we kept with the, the conversation went more than 20 minutes. As you can tell, I'm a bit of a talker. Um, and he, by the end, said, now, who else do you need? 
who do you need? What topics? What people do you want to meet? And he uh-huh. is he's like a master connector. He worked for the Clinton White House as a speechwriter. He knows pretty much everybody in the um, digital marketing space. He's very well connected and he's a humongously amazing person. And he's like, the guy didn't even know me. And he says, just through this conversation, you know, what do you need? And he started thinking about who would be best. And he literally sent out these emails to these people telling them about me, how he's in, how he's excited, and he thinks they should be in too. And That's sure powerful. enough, so powerful. Every single one of those people said yes. And I think the program, I think it costs like $600 maybe. That was very clear to me. That's how I should be spending my money. Not on all these programs or things, but to really have close connection and one-on-one time with people who can help me grow and who people who inspire me. And that is where... That's how I I did it. And so back to your original question, podcasting and how I made that leap. So I knew podcasting was um, a thing. I knew it was, you know, a hot thing, but I wasn't into it. And I asked one of my guests, this is somebody who I had already reached out to and um, her name was Amber. Her name is, not was past tense. Her name's Amber Vilhauer. And she spoke on the podcast about, um, creating a website. And I knew she was friends with this guy called John Lee Dumas. And I had heard that he was like, you know, the best person, a top person um, for podcasting. So I reached out to her and asked her, what would it take for, what do you think it would take for me to, um, to get John Lee Dumas on the summit. And she gave me specific directions. I followed her directions. Once I did it all, she said, all right, I'll make, I'll, I'll check in and see if he is willing. And she did. And sure enough, he said yes. And so that's how I learned about podcasting. Nice. And, and after the interview, he said to me, you know, Nicole, this was, uh, this was great. And you should think about podcasting because you enjoy interviewing people, you're good at it, and it's a lot easier than summits. And I was like in the thick of my summit and I thought, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, like this is what you sell. Um, but I kept it in mind. And then after the summit, I was like, wait a minute, this guy is bringing in six figures a month and he's having fun and he knows a thing or two. So maybe I should pay attention. And that's, uh, so I, I did, I got on the phone with him and um, we set a date. He br- really pushed me to set it sooner than I was ready. And Bob's your uncle, March 21st, uh, 2016 was my, my start date. And it's just been a wild ride since then. Well, I just, I love how you pulled so many pieces together through that story. And absolutely. I, I just want to point out a few things. I love that you shared every single element of that because one, you found a way to connect with people. You made it about people, not just about making money, which the relationships are always behind any business endeavor. It's about giving value to that person. And I also love how you talk about finding out what they want and, and serving them in the way that they want. So so can you just comment a little bit on that? And I know we're really close to the end of our time frame today, and I feel like this is such a short show and we could totally um, talk longer. But what I would love to 
then find out is as someone is building their business, wherever they are right now, let's just say they're already in a thriving business, but they know their next step is to have uh, another degree of um, exposure and awareness of who they are. They're building that credibility factor and relationships are a key part of that. As they're finding out, these are key people I want to connect with. What is that step to bridge the gap and, and become aware come into the awareness of that person that you want to connect with and then use that to grow your business. What is that step? So I'm going to give a shameless plug to myself here. Please do. Um, so what I have figured out over the past years is that this does not come naturally to most people. It I agree. is a special skill and I do it literally effortlessly. I just, and I think I'm a lot like you in this way, Rachel, when I identify something I want, I go for it and I get it. And I know that I will always, always win. I will always get what I want as long as everything is in alignment. And so there's no, no, there's just not right now. Or there's, this actually isn't the be the best thing or fit or person that I uh, need to I, to to connect with. Anything that is aligned always works. So that's one thing. Um, the shameless plug is that I actually am a connector for people. So I've had um, clients who they're amazing. Like I just. I pinch myself at the people I get to hang out with and it's so much fun. So I have had a client um, who wanted to get on stage at a particular conference in their industry and they've applied for a few years. They never got a yes and they wanted me to take them to the event or go with them to the event and introduce them to people. I love doing that stuff. Like I, I set up dinners, I set up events and activities specifically for clients to meet their goals and to bring the people into the room that they need to know without them having to do it. I also teach people how to connect as well and help them. It's like, I'm like, it's like training wheels, right? Like I'm doing it and I'm showing them how they can do it as well. So these are, I also have podcast guesting agency and so on, but these are things that I do for my clients. But the way that I do it, and for the people who are keen to up-level and just say, I'm going for it, number one, authenticity. If you come to anyone with an angle, I believe that it's felt. And if you're going to the right people that are going to help you in your business or who are going to be mentors, friends, clients, customers, if you go to them with an ulterior motive and you're going to that with them to get something out of them, the energy of that is funky and, and it really repels people. Whereas if you Absolutely. go to them just really interested in them, and what can you give to them? Not what can you get from them, but what can you give to them, gift to them that will help them somehow in their life or make them just happy? You know, it doesn't have to be with business. Figure that out. Develop a real and authentic relationship and the rest is easy. You build the relationship first without expectation of getting anything 
and it's just it naturally happens again you you just know this is um something i need so who do i need to know who do i want to know in order to get this outcome and you do your research and you befriend them like legitimately befriend them and if it's something somebody that you don't want to hang out with that is not somebody who is going to help you get to the next level so seek out the people who light you up who you would love to have a drink with or a bite to eat with and hang out and and those are the people that you want to build that rapport with and everything else just kind of happens so nicole um First of all, I'm just memor- uh, mesmerized by your talking about these things, but I'm always looking at how to make the communication better. So one of the things we always talk about, I mean, you're doing it in a very authentic way and a very, uh, a very well thought out way, but people talk about relationships. You know, it's got to be a relationship. And I used to be a coach, a basketball coach in a, in a, a earlier life. And we used to always say to players, you get, you're not playing hard enough. And finally, one day a player looked at me and goes, coach, I don't know what you mean about that. And finally, it's, it hit me. It's like, yeah, I know what I mean about it. So then I started listening out. Okay, to play hard, you have to do this, 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 and this. Well, then it, it took it took our, um, our performance to a different – so – that's a long way of asking what is a relationship because you know, people talk about that all the time, but, but what are the concrete steps that are, and maybe the concrete steps are, there are no steps. I don't, I don't know, but what is about building a relationship or what, what does that mean? Bruce, I am so glad you asked and I'm so glad you asked in that way. So just like anything, everybody's definition is different. And there are people I know who, when they talk about the relationship being the most important, my spine gets like tingly because I know they are transactional. They are all about what's in it for them. And they could not care less about the other party. When I talk about relationships, I talk about, when I talk about authentic relationships, I talk about actually caring about the other person. I talk about just like if you were to date somebody, you don't date somebody that you don't like, right? You don't spend the time wooing and getting to know somebody who doesn't really interest you or you shouldn't. So you, you, when you're dating somebody, you're looking at, you know, how can I just enjoy life with this person and what fun things, what exciting things, what magical things can happen for us together. And that's really the way I look at building relationships. I find people who light me up. I find people who inspire me and who are doing things that I would love to do or just are the kind of humans that I really love spending time with and want to know. And I really come from that aspect. Now, when I'm doing it for my clients, it's a little bit different. I am sort of acting as a conduit for them, I guess, for lack of a better word, because I deeply get to know my clients and I legitimately want to support them because I love them and I think they're amazing and I'm their advocate and champion, right? And so I, and I push them, right? So I, it's kind of, it's 
sort of like coaching in that way, um, like with basketball. And when I really understand the way that they communicate, the way that they um, want to be seen, what their what their like blocks are, then I can get to work and start helping them and find the people who I know will will give them who will be like a great synergistic match right who could be potential partners who could be potential clients who could be potential mentors etc so i get to know my client deeply then i pull people together based on who they are and how they show up and here's the really interesting thing you know we talk a lot about your the average of the five people you spend the most time with and, you know, your net work equals your net worth, stuff like that. And it's true. And when you get to a point where you only want to surround yourself with amazing people that you feel so good with, they are going to match up. So that's, that's, I guess, my trick or hack. Um, and my, my, um, my feelings about what is relationship in this business and life. And I think it's all together. And here's the other thing. I really believe, Rachel, thank you for mentioning this before. I really, really at my core believe everything has to be win, win, win. A lot of times people talk about win, win, but they forget the third win. And there's always three people or entities in a relationship, right? And the most common one in business is me, you, well, actually in anything, it's me, you, and them. So me, mm -hmm. it has to be a win for. You, it has to be a win for. And them, in podcasting, is the audience. In, um, in working with the clients the way I do, it's, it's the client and the person I'm bringing together with them or the podcast host and, and my client. I mean, it has to be, oh, and then, then with the podcast, it has to be the audience. So uh -huh. the people who are listening to us right now, they have to be getting value because if they're not getting value, they've already tuned out. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. So well, that's I'm, what I try and take a look from. I'm going to take that as a bridge to close today because you said something amazing. And I know that this is a tremendous value for our audience as they are working to build this life and business that they love. Because it's not just about making money. It's not just about getting something that in the future is going to lead to a great life 30 or 40 years from now. It's really about saying, how can I build a business, love it in the meantime. And, um, and I know that everybody who is listening would say, I love Nicole because she is somebody that would be in my corner. I mean, I know that you're not only giving value, but they're looking and realizing that you are the type of person who is looking for providing that value to people on an ongoing basis. And so um, just tell us how would somebody connect with you? What options do you have available? I know you mentioned a Facebook group, so I'll just um, put that out there. We're going to put any links in the show notes, but how can people get in touch with you to find out more, to become a client, to be coached by you and to get more connected and take advantage of the services that you have just being connected? Thank you very much for asking. And Rachel and Bruce, thank you so much for having me here. First of all, um, I am so inspired and excited about you. And I just want to mention as well, you reached out to me. As an example, you heard me on a podcast. You reached out to me authentically 
and just who you showed up as, who you are. And I had to say yes, even though I didn't know you. And so that's a prime example and an inspiration, hopefully, to your audience as well, that you, there's nothing that has to be in place. Just reach out when you want to connect with somebody and give value, think about them, consider them. It's not just about taking, it's about collaboration. And now I feel like I have a new friend because Rachel, you're not getting away. (laughs) (laughs) So we will connect again. And that's the magic of building an authentic relationship. Um, So how can people find out more, learn about me, connect with me, all the things. So I have a website. It's thenicoleholland.com. And uh, if you're interested in contacting me, working with me, want to have a conversation around that, you can find everything you need on the website. And if you would just like to get more of my tips and takeaways and all of that thing, that all of that stuff, and you just want to ask questions and be a part of my community, I do have a free Facebook group. You can go to thenicoleholland.com forward slash leads on demand. thenicoleholland.com forward slash leads on demand. And the reason the name is leads on demand is because whether you're connecting with someone um, for partnership or whether you're connecting with somebody to be on a podcast or whether you're, um, you know, using social media or whatever, my focus is helping people get the leads they need in all these different ways that suit them best and are easy and fun and make them happy. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank you for working through our technical challenges at the beginning. Um, And Bruce, what was that? I just said, yes, thank you. Yes, thank you for um, being available and flexible with your schedule. And I just want to say thank you so much for being a connector and for making it so important to get your message out there and for helping people to recognize and realize that there is so much value in who we are as people. And I think as we do that internal work and figure out what it is that we have to offer, that really tremendously allows us to enter into authentic relationships. So thank you, Nicole, for being here today. We'll have all the links on our um, on the show notes for the blog so you can absolutely get connected as well. And um, thank you for being here today. Thank you. And in closing, remember, success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. Do you have an established business and make great income, but feel like you can never get ahead or just plain have financial confusion? Get the business owner's three-step roadmap to achieve time and financial freedom without working harder or sacrificing your lifestyle. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash roadmap to get your roadmap and free training. And when you register, you'll also get access to our ultimate money finder cheat sheet that you can use to recover lost cash flow and save on taxes. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. 
The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated, and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.